This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Yeah, I had to pay off Hardy, you know, send him to the e-transfer for saying nice, wonderful things. Aren't I dynamite that way? Oh, always are, yeah. Willing to take the money, right? Absolutely. I'm just always willing to help you, right? Always willing to take the money. Wherever you're listening in around Canada or watching on AMI-tv, glad to have you on board. Around the world, maybe you're checking us out through TuneIn Radio on AMI-audio. Remember our showtimes, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, AMI-tv. 4 p.m. Eastern Time over on AMI-audio. Glad to have you on board with us. Let's welcome in to Talk Headlines, Grant Hardy. Hey, I'm Grant Hardy, and welcome to the Headlines segment. I tackle everything from health and lifestyle to accessibility and tech. I have it all right here on Kelly and Ramia. Mr. Hardy, how's things going today? Welcome back to the program. Excellent work yesterday on the last half of the show. Well, thank you. Hello, Kelly and Rami. Great to be back, and uh, things are humming along. I don't Here. hear Grant. We're going to keep you really busy so today, sir, and uh, we'll saw away what we can with headlines to start with and then put you to work on the hosting side uh, for hour two. Uh, where do you want to start, Grant? All right, beautiful. Uh, so I want to thank uh, producer reporter Beth Deer, who helped uh, get these set up for us uh in the last day, we had a few moving parts, and so she very kindly prepped some headlines. So really appreciate that. Nice. And Thank the first you. one is, yeah, the first one is kind of intriguing, a little more Susan Susan Kearney's territory. But there's uh, apparently a movement called Leave the Leaves, which is kind of cute. And the idea, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the idea is basically to avoid sending bagged up fallen leaves uh from your yard your garden uh to the landfill but instead leave them be and allow them to naturally decompose over the winter into nutrient rich organic matter when i read this headline uh from the ap uh I was like, I don't think people do that in Vancouver. And then I looked it up and like, sure enough, at cost, you can ha- you take your leaves somewhere and they basically stick them in a landfill. So that's so interesting to me. So um, the, the author gives a lot of con- considerations. Obviously, you don't want to just leave a bunch of leaves on the, yeah, in a place where there's a tripping hazard. Uh, but then she mentioned, like, for example, her first solution was she used to shred the leaves uh, with a mulching mower and allow the fragments to, to fall between the glass, the grass blades. Uh, but apparently she found that that was actually doing some damage to, uh, you know, caterpillars, other, uh, you know, um, other insects. And mm-hmm. so she recommends not doing that because obviously we need those insects and also the birds who eat those insects need them as well uh so uh just being really careful so she suggests uh she rakes or blows the leaves off the lawn and into garden beds and spread uh spreads them to achieve a layer no more than two inches deep and to speed composition decomposition sometimes add an inch or so of homemade or well-sourced compost over the leaves 
and uh, apparently just let it sit and it breaks them down, kind of becomes compost mulch for your garden. Kind of cool, hey? You know what's I interesting? I like it as an idea, definitely. Um, yeah. Especially because yeah. I didn't realize how big the problem was about people's leaves in backyards. I don't know what I thought, but I thought of it more similar to, you know, what you do with your snow. You just uh, move it around and then it disappears. Mm. <laughs> well, I, I think part of <laughs> that problem, not the case. too, is simply the fact that... Um, I wonder if neighbors get bothered, right? If it's blowing around, it's a bit different than snow because, oh, well, eventually it'll melt. And uh, uh, Susan Kearney, as you, as you mentioned at the top, Grant, had mentioned this to us. Keep them there. Leave them there. They're, that bed, particularly for the insects, um, for the decomposing that will happen, but it protects them so much because they're able to use that for their hibernation. And it's really a cool kind of thing. It's very funny, but I have to wonder how many people live in those neighborhoods. You know, Grant, it's nice what you do with the leaves, but uh, not in this neighborhood. We've talked about yeah, that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that's absolutely fair that sometimes people do... Uh, quote unquote unusual things with their gardens that may actually be better for for nature but they're not so good for the general living quality of the the neighborhood and that's that's absolutely fair yeah leaves are funny fair. because we like the sound of them to walk on we love the smell of them and stuff like that but as they start decaying even after the snow or you get a, some warm days in january february ew what is all that you know i i it's a very interesting response to something that at in fall oh it's so nice they're so beautiful oh what a nice bed of leaves watch out for the lice you know or whatever <laughs> yeah probably just goes back to an idea that uh, and i've i've heard this too that certain practices uh like the idea of keeping a lot of grass around that takes so much water and whatever uh can actually be quite wasteful so it seems like there's maybe some more research study thought to be put into how to have like a sustainable backyard that is also still livable for humans you know nice smelling walkable but maybe a little bit more sustainable for the ecosystem and that that sounds like the interesting uh something to explore more for yeah. sure for sure where do you want to go now sir so uh this is kind of an interesting one uh there's a new study that suggests there could be a link between oral birth control and how the brain uh regulates some emotions like fear uh, so it turns out that the most common type of that oral contraceptive is made of, of synthetic uh, sex hormones, which prevent pregnancy if taken correctly. Uh, but according to the study, those same hormones are known to modulate the brain's fear process. And so the research suggests long-term use could exacerbate how fear is regulated in some people giving them more anxiety-related symptoms such as heartbeat awareness, sympathetic nervous system activities, and unpredictable uh, aversions, basically. Uh, and they found uh, by comparing people who took these uh, uh, pills with those who didn't and uh, men as well, that people who took the oral contraceptives had a thinner ventral medial prefrontal cortex which uh regulates those emotions like fear they say they're not intending to like take away from all the stuff that we've gained regarding contraceptive research uh, but are just um trying to advance 
women's health and learn some more. Kind of curious, I guess, I guess if I had to basically sum up like my sort of thought from this study is um, essentially, essentially, I guess it's a good reminder to just be open with any of your heterosexual partners and don't like just expect necessarily, you know, the, the woman to just kind of handle these things if it doesn't maybe particularly work for her, but really take that like equal, equal care over your health care with both partners. And it seems like this is not something to like, you know, judge someone based on. It's just kind of a reminder that like, you know what, things work differently for different people and like, you know, pay attention to those side effects, that kind of thing. Our society is funny because as much as we say things have changed, they stay the same, Grant, and we know that um, when it comes to roles or where we're talking or being open with people, and I, I don't understand, I understand shyness, I understand, you know, some people, let's be legitimately fair, we're raised, maybe you don't talk about certain things, and unfortunately <laughs> that umbrella covers more than it's supposed to in their minds of, of being open and having clear lines of communication with someone, it's really tough, I'm sure, for some people to kind of get out of that, no matter how much we can read this, say, hey, you got to really try to be open, you got to talk, you got to be comfortable, um, explain, not just explain yourself, I'm sorry, I don't necessarily like the idea to excuse ourselves or, or have to be apologetic for who we are, be clear, be open, don't feel you have to be ashamed, and folks, be open. Don't make someone feel that way. But also the favor has to be returned, doesn't it? Yeah, I, th I think that's definitely, definitely the idea. And just, I think, I guess kind of just putting it at a, a basic level, I think maybe there are, you know, a lot of, of dudes out there just kind of like, you know, you handle this, you know, you, you just you can just take this pill, you know, I, this, mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of let you handle this when in reality, like it may not work for everybody. And I guess it's no. basically important just to be both totally open with each other about what works for you. And, and I think we found that with other things such as Norplan and things that, you know, people may, Hey, this is going to be a godsend. This is going to be safety. This is going to use, give protection to, you know, to the ladies out there. And, and some of the things that for some people, as we talk about with any medications, for somebody out there, it's not going to work for. It could put people in danger. We always hear about things. Um, you're hearing it a lot with certain, the you know, uh, diabetic or or diet medication oh gosh, or yes. you know stuff for for the virus. Of course, when when you know when we're worried about the pandemic, you know, well, what's that going to do? And people can say, oh no, no, it's the best thing. Get your flu shot. Unfortunately, there are people who can't. You know, there are people who are allergic to something and there are people who it could be fatal. And when you're saying, seeing a lot of people taking something and you're saying, hey, it's good for you. Yeah, let's hope for most. But unfortunately, that's not the true case of it all, Grant. Um, anywhere else you want to go, sir? Uh, that is a good question. Well, um, even with that item, did you have, uh, did you have anything? Yeah, you I mean, yeah. it's so... I guess essentially there's there's no perfect 
drug where if if you're oh. looking at the side effects for something you know a drug that's literally supposed to prevent you know nausea will say like in a small number of people this makes you nauseous yes. and you're like wait yeah. a second what but I, I guess it's just one of those reminders that like you know we're we're all essentially bundles of chemicals and and compounds and all we can do is take these things that are supposed to regulate us but sometimes those uh just don't work perfectly or appropriately and we're i don't want to say delicate but we are a very unique each one of us our own individual self we're unique in our own way and the way our bodies function there's so many things that happen in our bodies we have no clue of how can anyone else know through an examination or whatever we we know a medication generally and that is our big word generally works this way and does this and doesn't have complications oops well like i said uh, it's general <laughs> and it is so tough because all of us run into stuff that we can't use we can't take that's why there's different versions of it whether it's allergy whether it's dangerous it, it, it's it's not an unusual thing is it Correct. Yeah, it's it's one of those things uh, that I guess is often kind of swept under the rug, especially thinking about these these things that are sort of, you know, literally being prescribed off label where it's mm -hmm. like this, this isn't supposed to have this particular effect that it actually has. But because we've kind of found that it does have that effect, um, we're gonna uh, go ahead and pre uh, prescribe that. So that, that's oh, certainly, please. yeah, something worth further exploration. Maybe something, you know, one day, heaven forbid AI helps us out with this. Well, we know that AI is being used to suggest this would be the best medication for you <laughs> already. And how many of us do we believe that? Do we wanna believe it? And again, resistance is king, of course, with us. And it is wise to know, it is wise to question and to also believe Hey, man, I'm trying something new. There is going to be stuff down the road I'm going to hear. And hopefully, hopefully, I come out on the other end okay from it. And I think that's a lot of it. It's hope and belief, Grant. Thanks, pal. Mm. Thanks. Grant Hardy with us. He'll be back in just a while here on the program as we navigate our way through the day. Go check on rum status. You know, I said about that last hour. Yeah, you know what might be. Come on. Fell asleep over there. On the other side of the break, the 2023 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. It happened last Friday. Corinne Van Dusen recaps the event during our entertainment report in a couple of moments. Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more in a moment. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.